Hello, and welcome to A Product of Proverbs. I'm Joshua Fowler, the host of this podcast in which I sit down with my co-host and dad, Reverend Roy Fowler, to discuss life and how to navigate through the ups and downs. This podcast is all about sharing wisdom, with us looking at the book of Proverbs as our roadmap on how to live a healthy and fulfilling life. My father, who has been in the ministry for nearly 30 years, provides listeners with an in-depth explanation of the biblical principles while I apply these principles to the real-life situations that many of us millennials face on a daily basis. Please follow us on Instagram at A Product of Proverbs, and if you like this podcast, share it with anyone that you feel it may help. With that being said, let's get into the show. What's up, Dad? Not much, Josh. How about you? Could be doing better, but, I mean, you always could be doing better. Yeah. And we thought we was going to lose you this week. Well, I don't know why you thought that. I just had the flu. Well, you know how dramatic we get whenever we sit. We could have a slight cold. You think that we was on our way out. Yeah, it's been kind of rough, though. Um, kind of locked down, and I don't like that. But you said you was going to come through like Jordan with the flu game, so here we are. With that, let's uh, get into today's show, which is titled God's Plan. And I think that today's episode is really important because... We talk a lot about intentions, we've talked a lot about plans, we've talked a lot about goals, about what you want to do in the future, how to become and and do what you want. But as we saw with Kobe, as we saw with Nip, as we see just in life, tomorrow's not promised. So we have these plans and we still have to make them, but it's important that we understand, like you said, who's really in control. So that is the perfect lead into today's proverb, which is Proverbs 16 and 9. It says, In their heart, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. So just thinking about that, that God has a plan for us all the way through the end. We can say what we'd like to do. We can say what we want to do. But inevitably, it's what God has in store for us in our life. It reminds me of one of my favorite verses. Um, I have it tattooed on my forearm. It's Jeremiah 29 and 11. And it's um, from God speaking. He says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, plans to give you hope and a future. So even when you have plans, it's God's plan when you think about it. Knowing that we have to find a balance between God's plan and our plan. I'd ask you, like, how do we really apply that judgment to say, what's my plan and what's God's plan? Yeah, and I don't think that line is you know, straightforward, black and white. I think you walk that path and you end up there because I don't think Kobe ever thought that he would be in this place, you know, at that point. But his plan, as you said, was to win eight rings. So maybe he built his life on that. But what that platform did for him was allow him to get to the place where he could invest in lives. I think all of that would fall under God's plan. But one thing I think is important, as I look at your verse there, about the Lord said, I know the plan I have for you. Uh, plans to prosper you, plans to give you hope and a future. 
God's plan for us never centers solely upon us. It's always relational and it's always about others. Because as I mentioned, if you build your life simply around yourself, then when you die, it's dead. But it's investing and developing other people. And God, he made us relational and we ought to impact and impart in other people's lives. As your scripture said, he said this to Jeremiah, even before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you. So God has a plan and he don't make his plan line up with your life. Basically, your life line up with his plan, even though you don't know it. I think about all the people that you only see the impact of their life after they've expired. They never got to see that, but they were still, it was God's plan. But one of the things that you can probably use as a measuring stick is if what you want to do, if it's never or doesn't help somebody else or can't help anybody else or not even looking at helping anybody else, there's a good chance that ain't really where God wants you to be. Not saying that he won't use you uh, to build up those resources by being selfish, to get in a place where later on you change your direction to accomplish those things, but it's still God's plan, and he works it out. But the key is just trusting him, I think. Um, that's where I found comfort, and I found, found uh, much confidence in just knowing that God is in control of all things. He said in Micah 6 and 8, what is good and what does the Lord require of you just to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk in humility? That's what God wants us to do. I know we're not trying to be preachy or real churchy, but I've spent my life dealing with reality of life and the Word of God and how it relates, and I've tried to be very practical in this because God's Word is practical. I tell people all the time, if you don't even want to be a Christian or consider yourself religious, if you would follow the Word of God, just the book of Proverbs alone, you would have one of the greatest lives that you could ever imagine, just following His Word, um, whether you follow Him or not. Yeah, no, nah, that's real. I think about, like you said, you can use His book, like the book of Proverbs, the, the book of my favorite, Ecclesiastes. Like, you can use these things, and even if you're not a Christian, because I read part of the Quran. Like, I like to study that as well. I'm not Muslim, but I like to know what they think, what they believe, and also some of those principles that align with the biblical principles. Some of those things they say that are just about being a good human that can help you. So it's like, even if you're not a Christian, you could use these books to help guide you. Because, like I said in the Facebook post, I mean, I'm self-helped out. I can't read no more self-help books. I can't read nobody else telling me, you can do this, you can do that, you know to do that, just do this. You know that stuff just inside of yeah. you. It's a waste of your money and time to be reading it. Every time I pick up a book that was sold as maybe a like a scientific book, so like a psychology study, or sold as something that's providing new information, but it's just opinions of self-help, I... I see through that in the first couple pages. I'm like, oh, this is another one of those books. I can't even read another chapter. Like, I see what this book is about. So if you're caught in your reading list is full of 13 different self-help books, you can simplify those and pick up the Bible, yep. which has all of these different books in this one book. You can apply these things to your life no matter 
where you stand religiously or where you stand spiritually. Just treat it like new information that can help grow you. Now that's that's very real because I think about it like you said. It's just instruction. Yeah. It's kind of like you sit down with your grandfather, your great grandfather, a man that have overcome a bunch of uh, a lot of things, and he's telling you how to make it, you know. And you're sitting at your granddad's knee listening to that. I mean, that's valuable in itself. And when you look at Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and and even the Book of James, you'll find that it's the same thing. It's just wisdom to live by. And I, I really love those three books as well uh, because they're very down-to-earth, straightforward, just talking to, like somebody talking to you. It's, it's not King Jamesy, you know? Yeah. It, it's just it's real conversation. And I know um, you didn't preach today because you were out with the flu, but I know you said that you had a verse, yeah. a verse from James that really fit into the whole concept of God's plan and our plans and how kind of temporary life is. Yeah, I think it all lines up with what we were saying about how life is a vapor. You know, you never know when it's going to end for you. And I told you I had a verse. It's James chapter 4 and verse 13. It says, look here, you who say today or tomorrow we are going to a certain town and we'll stay there a year. We will do business there and make a profit. How do you know what your life will be like tomorrow? Your life is like the morning fog. It's here a little while, then it's gone. What you ought to say is, if the Lord wants me to, we will live and do this or that. Otherwise, you are boasting about your own plans, and all such boasting is foolish. And, and I think what that says is this. You don't necessarily... Abandon your plans. You don't necessarily abandon your goals and your objectives, but you do live with the reality or the thought that God will, if God allows that, that's taking the power out of your own hand and giving it to who it belongs to, God. You know, you're trusting Him. Um, and, and that's what it is. If, if thou will or if He wills, then I can do this, but if He don't, then I won't be able to. But you don't sit back and wait. You still go ahead and doing, uh, plan, make, make your plans, your goals, your objectives. Um, do that and then trust God and do not get discouraged if the plans end up changing. And that's what happens to us. You know, we get discouraged when something comes to change our plans. See, it's not always a straight shot. A lot of times we have detours. Uh, but you got to just trust God that he's going to, if that's what God wants, then it's going to happen, even with the detours and the shortcuts and the troubles and the things that comes in your way. But it's all in trusting him. And I think James is just reminding us that, yes, we make plans, but we got to know that it's God who's uh, make the final plan. Again, rest in peace to Kobe Bryant, a monumental influence to a generation you know we saw like i was telling the kids today we saw kobe bryant from when we could watch basketball until a couple years ago so from elementary school to grown adults that would be almost like if they lost lebron yeah or if they lost steph or or something about like that but neither one of those i feel 
have the the heart of Kobe Bryant. He had the heart. And just thinking of his accomplishments, I mean, to go straight out of high school and then have a long, successful career for two decades. Five-time champion, 18-time All-Star. So out of the 20 years in his career, he was an All-Star all but two. Thinking just no one works harder and fights through more. Like He really embodies that term perseverance. Thinking about how he battled through those injuries, the hand injuries, the shoulder injuries, the Achilles tear. We were talking about earlier how, I mean, players sprain their ankle and their team carry him off the yeah. court. He's walking on a ruptured Achilles. Just thinking about that and thinking about that heart. And then as we were also saying how it's so much bigger than basketball because Kobe Bryant's legacy, yeah, basketball gave him that platform, but the lessons that he taught everyone, the the work ethic that he showed is is really where it where it hits home for most people because we won't ever be superstar basketball athletes, but we can work as hard as we can to be the best in whatever we do. Right. It's real interesting because in you know, we got that news last week about his uh, untimely death, and we were all shocked by it, and the question always goes out as to why, but you know, you find that you don't find out a lot of things about people until something happened to them. Uh, as I said earlier, in death, you find out about a person's life, and they keep living through their death. It's... it's I, we don't have the answers, and I don't think we will, but it's just what we, you know, just reality of what we see. And I found out so much, as it was with Nip, I didn't know anything, never heard of him, didn't know him. But after he died, then you find out all this about somebody. Um, seemed like it shouldn't be like that, but it always end up being like that. Well, I think that's a good place for us to wrap this up. Uh... Thank you, as always, for taking the time and sitting down, especially for this flu game episode. Yeah, and I do have to apologize to the audience if I was doing a lot of rambling. I just couldn't hardly find my thoughts a lot of times, so I want to blame that on the flu. You can do that. All right. (laughs) (laughs) But nah, uh, thank you, as always, to the listeners for tuning in. All we want you to do is listen, and if you enjoy this, or if you feel like someone else can benefit from this, to share it with them. Outside of that, this is another episode in the books and we'll be back next week.